All right. Welcome to the Intellectual Idiot Show. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> I am You got down. a sick one today. Max is sounding a little out of it. <laughs> I am down and I am down bad. Um, I will try to keep my talking to an absolute minimum because I sound like shit. You sound uh, like a man who just spent some time in Miami. <laughs> no, I sound like a man who's sick, who is down bad. I don't know how I got sick or when I got sick, but I started feeling it like yesterday, like, which is weird. Like I started feeling it about middle of the day yesterday. And then like, it started to progressively get worse. It doesn't help that I was at a trade show either where that's I was like talking was all in, day. Yeah. That's what happened to me when I was in California, just with a bunch of dudes, just came back a few days later, just felt like shit. <laughs> yeah. I just started progressively feeling worse. And then all of a sudden you're just like, Wow, I feel horrible. I woke up this morning and I like couldn't move. I was so achy. So I'm going to get the good old vid test uh, this afternoon. And there you go. You're currently witnessing the downfall of Max. Well, we're here. We're live. We're doing it. Um, before we start the episode, you know, before we we're going to go into what we're going to talk about, we got two breaking groins. Literally well, just came in from... Woes just texted me. The, we Nets did? Parted, the Nets have parted ways with Steve Nash. They fired Steve Nash, like literally really? like two minutes ago. I get the, the live updates before they come out to the public. So, yeah, Steve Nash was just fired. Because right, well, the Nets have been a train wreck this year, but I, I, I don't understand why that means they fire him. I mean, yeah, it's a bad start, but. I mean, to be fair, Steve Nash has, is not a good coach. I mean, what has he done to make the Nets a better team whatsoever? They've gotten worse with him as manager. Yeah, I mean, you would think that they would be, you know, with the talent that they have, having Kyrie, Kyrie Durant, you know, all the surrounding pieces, you would think they would be fucking unreal, but they just have really underperformed, so I guess it makes sense. Well, but, I, have a, I have another monstrosity breaking crotch. Uh, TJ Hawkinson got traded to the Vikings. Yep, that was going to be my other breaking point. The um, best tight end in football. No, he's not. That's so wrong. I thought the Vikings had Kyle Rudolph or something like that. No, he's not in the Buccaneers. No, they have Irv Smith. So oh, they, no. they don't have shit. But, yeah, I mean, the deal was Hawkinson in a third – I believe for uh, the Viking or yeah, so the Vikings got Hawkinson in a third, and um, the Lions got a second. No, so the Vikings got Hawkinson in a fourth, and the Viking or the Lions got a second and a third. So basically, just a second for Hawkinson. Vikings making a move. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I mean they're uh, unfortunately six and one. You know this makes them, you know, have a much more powerful offense. Unfortunately, Hawkinson is a very good tight end. I still don't think he's the best. I think Kelsey or uh, Mark Andrews takes that cake. But, yeah, it's unfortunate for Packers fans because it makes, you know, it just makes the Vikings just a little bit better. Kirk Cousins is just, like, playing really well this year. And 
I don't know if you guys watched the game when they played against, I don't even know who they played, but he had like a really nice rushing touchdown. Really? I didn't see that. Dude, yeah, yeah. it, it kind of goes to show you how good your team can be if you actually add some weapons around your quarterback. Um, like, Kirk Cousins is a very run-of-the-mill quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He can throw the ball. He can control a game. But he's surrounded by Justin Jefferson, and who's probably the best receiver in football, maybe the best receiver in football. It's like, when you have a weapon like that, I mean – Look at the Packers, they lose Devontae Adams, and now it's like they like lost. It's like you need to have weapons, or otherwise you're not going to be able to pass the ball. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Especially in an in NFL world that's controlled by, by top-tier corners. If you can't beat man-to-man coverage and defensive only have to rush four to be able to get to the quarterback, like you're in a, you're in a lot of trouble. But, yeah, yeah Mike, my, my, you're 100% right, though. I mean, Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind right now. He is, like, on a different planet. I freaking hate the Vikings. He's his best when they're not playing in prime time. So, And all their games are 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock games. So that's that's prime. So are we going to talk about – so I'm just going to get my thoughts of the Packer game out right of the way. I thought – Before we go into that, should we talk a little trade deadline since we're on the – we're already on that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess we can. I really don't think the Packers are going to get anybody. You know, I, I have been seeing a little rumors on Twitter that they're Claypool, the Tron for Claypool, potentially, which would be awesome. Would absolutely love that. Um, I just, I, I mean, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, Claypool's a good player, but I just don't know how much better he makes our team. Um, I mean, another. Really athletic, big guy. Could be helpful. Could definitely be helpful. I haven't heard any other rumors. I mean, I don't – I haven't heard any I, – I literally haven't heard anything. Like, Brandon Cooks, I heard, is on the block. I mean, I've been hearing that, though. That's nothing new, right? I heard Alvin Kamara might be uh, up and floating around. He had a really nice game with the Saints this past week as well. I'm not really sure. Interesting. Yeah. Go. What team needs a running back right now? I mean, the Packers. Honestly, take, let's don't. take the. Let's have the Packers take him. Why not? You know, trade. I, mean, I, I feel like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could use a guy like uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the Dolphins are apparently in the market for a running back. So I could. I've heard uh, links to Kareem Hunt going to the Dolphins for a fourth round pick. Um, that's his value tag right now as a fourth round pick, and then also you know maybe Kamara could go to the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I I really I think it was interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I was just reading what Dan Campbell said about DeAndre Swift. He said, we probably gave Swift one too many carries. He's not back. So maybe give one of those carries to Jamal. But I don't know. Again, that just reminds me, like, Tyler, your Viking, your, your Lions are off to another one and six start. Um, <laughs> hey, just as, I predi- just, just as I predicted, you guys had the biggest. Okay, you can't, you can't claim any before. predictions for NFL after you said Dolphins being the worst team in the league. So two is I mean, undefeated. Two is undefeated when he's played, so. 
The Dolphins are good, but that was pretty much my only bad pick. And the Packers still, make it to oh, the Super Bowl. Only bad pick, my ass. What were my other bad picks? I don't know. I just feel like it's been a constant stream. No, no, I made some good ones. <clears throat> but anyway, Hawkinson, best tight end in the league. Yeah, that's he's not. I would say he's not, but whatever. Um, anyway, my thoughts on the Packers is <clears throat> honestly, this week, I think we have something to build off of. I mean, this game, we played the best team in football. This game was decided by like three or four plays. And it was a matter of, and I, I, I hope you listen to that podcast that I send you, but, um, it was a matter of three or four plays, you know, those fourth downs, if we kick a field goal instead of go for it, that's nine points. Um, again, if, you know, we get that interception later on in the game and we don't turn the ball right back over to the other team and manage to score, that's another touchdown. If that penalty doesn't get negated, that horrible offensive pass interference call, if that doesn't get negated, we're driving to win the game. So, I mean, yes, we lost, but I think having over 200 yards on the ground against the best rush defense in football is very impressive. Um, and I think that's what, what makes me so frustrated is if we ran this script against the last three teams we played, we'd probably win every one of those games. We probably beat the Giants. We probably beat the Gi- We for sure beat the Giants. We had a 17-point lead. And we for sure beat the Commanders. If you're keeping the ball on the ground and you're running that hard, I mean, I don't think either of those two teams. The Jets, they beat us pretty good. So I don't know. But I feel like if we would have used this script against some of the less more less inferior, like inferior teams to the Bills, I really feel like we would have had a chance to win those games and it'd be having a different story. But we only got outpassed by them by only like 20 yards too. Didn't Aaron Jones average like seven yards to carry this game? <laughs> Yep, he had 148 yards on the ground on 20 carries. Well, AJ Dillon added another like 50 yards to that. So I mean, again, I, I thought the Packers actually played with a lot of heart. And I think before we sit here and try to crucify our defensive coordinator, maybe we should start thinking about Brian Gutengist because he's the one who's putting these players in these spots. Like yep. to be honest. Our defensive line, you draft, spend the first round draft pick on Devontae Wyatt. He can't get on the field. You draft Quay Walker as your first overall pick in the draft. You know he's bad against the run defense. So why is that a surprise to you that he can't fit in with the run? Darnell Savage can't make a fucking tackle to save his life. Adrian Amos looks horrible out there. Like I, our defensive coordinator can't go out there and play for the guys. I mean, if you're getting blown off the line, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. I agree. No, I, I think, you know, we have the number one pass defense in the league. Yeah, our rush defense is really struggling. We've, you know, Devon J. Campbell went out this game. Um, who else did we lose? We lost another. Quay Walker. Quay, what a Quay Walker got ejected. That was so, so bad. Stupid. Did you guys see that play? I know Quay Walker was, I think, trying to make a tackle out of bounds. And he shoved a coach. He shoved one of the Bills coaches. And it's like. I was like, maybe they were chirping at him or something like that. We don't, I don't know what the audio is, but 
but like you look at the replays and it looked like this Bills coach was honestly trying to help Quay Walker like up because he was on the ground. <laughs> like he wasn't, not like he was shoving him. Like Quay Walker just absolutely shoved. It was, it was horrible. I think uh, once again, just one of the mental mistakes from the Packers team that could completely have been avoidable if we just acted smart and thought smart. Yep. That really pissed me off because when Campbell went down, we, like I said, one, one of our linebackers was like a special teams guy. He never had a snap <coughs> defense until that game. So. Yeah. I yeah, really I, think Goody, Goody needs to go. If we don't make a move at the lot, the deadline, a few moves, like, we clearly have a hole at wide receiver. We clearly have holes in the run defense. We need to make a move. And it just shows a lack of, like, urgency if they're not making a move. Like, we still have a chance to, you know, make the playoffs. We still have a chance. You know, when you have Aaron Rodgers, you have a chance for anything. So that's just how I feel. Goody needs to go. And I, move. I just want to put this into perspective. So Brian Gutenkiss, since he's gotten here, has drafted Jordan Love. Drafting a quarterback there, I guess people have a lot of mixed opinions about it. You could say either like, okay, you got to get your guy somewhere. If you feel like that was your guy of the future, that was your guy, whatever. So be it. We had a Super Bowl talented roster. Since he's drafted Rashad Gary, his picks have been ass. Eric Stokes, horrible. Darnell Savage, horrible. Eric Stokes is getting benched midway through the season. He got benched. Because he's Jesus. fucking terrible. Darnell Savage can't make a tackle to save his life. Quay Walker can't play the run. Devontae Wyatt can't even get on the field. So, like, you got you valued these guys. And then on top of that, instead of trading Rodgers when he's worth the entire world, you keep him with a poorly constructed team, and now he looks terrible. His trade value is gone. Mm. I mean – I don't now. Now he might retire after the end of the year. Now you don't. Now you're in this position of like, do we go all in while Rogers is still here, and we're paying him fifty million dollars a fucking year, or do we sell, and just wave the white flag, pretty much guaranteed that Goody gets fired, and say wave the white flag to Rogers, monstrosal contract, and just be in the spot. You know what I mean? Like it's he got us in a very awkward spot because our team is just not good enough to contend with like clearly like a bills team or you know what i mean like we're the bills are going to beat us nine times out of ten times they play us <laughs> my opinion um but i i don't know just awkward awkward spot i thought there was there was one bright spot was with romeo Dobbs had an awesome touchdown catch where literally the defender's hand was like in his chest and he was able to bring down that ball. I thought that was a little bit of a bright spot. Um, yeah. Watson getting injured again, like after a couple Horrible. of days. He got concussed. Yeah. That was just I bad. I feel bad. That was just a bad one. I feel bad for him. I I think our offense looks pretty good. I really do. I mean, we were running the ball. We outgained them in yards. We outgained them in first downs. We dominated time of possession. I mean, it was a couple of horrible calls that flipped us and – I think that was that, but our defense, I mean, yeah, we only allowed three points in the second half, but the Bills looked truly unstoppable the whole first half, and just this run defense is going to 
if we don't address this, I mean, this is a serious, serious gaping issue. Yeah, I, I do like, you know, we were able to control the ball on the ground a lot, but when we're playing like an explosive offense, like the Bills or the Chiefs or any other team that has deep threats for that matter, it's going to be hard to compete in a shootout because I still don't think all the pieces are there for us to like run a two minute drill, like taking <laughs> a look at our hurry up offense. People just didn't really seem to be on the same page. Um, but that's my two cents on the Packers. Ty, you got anything else? Yeah, I was just trying while you guys were chatting there. I was trying to find, you know, I was looking a little bit at the draft of, you know, players that were picked before and after us and, you know with Devontae Wyatt what being taken like 28th and what do we take Quay you know early 20s um I really was wondering why we didn't take Jermaine Johnson that outside linebacker the rusher but I mean realistically looking at it like those were probably good picks I don't I don't think Quay Walker is a bad pick yeah. But as the general manager, as the general manager, you have to think you can't sit there and crucify Quay Walker for not being able to fit the run defense. He was not a good run defender in college. So he's yeah. not going to be a run, good run defender in the NFL. That's just a reality. And like Devontae Wyatt, maybe he'll be good in a couple of years, but he, I mean, it's Has tough for played? a defensive lineman, but a couple of snaps all year. Jesus. And Darnell Savage, he is like a mere image of Haha Clinton Dix. Like he had one good year and then he's dropped off a table. He can't cover anybody. He can't tackle anybody. I don't know. Amos is like on an island out there. <laughs> and Jair it's so brutal. Talking shit to Diggs before and after the game. And then they were talking to him after the game, like, oh, so what was that whole thing with you and uh Stefan? Stefan said, you know, he got the last laugh or whatever. And you know, shit doesn't matter. He's like, I'm going to need some clarification. Like, still not backing down. I'm like, dude, you just got wrecked. Like, can you just, like, show some, show some humility here? Yeah. Jair, like, acting all tough. Like, I'm the best. Jair, Jair is the best. He owns, he owns the Bills. He allowed zero completions on six targets last night. And had, said it right. and had Diggs an interception. Said, I think Diggs said it right, though. He was talking about how that shit doesn't matter, you know, the 1v1 stuff. He's like, you know, in the end of it, it's a team sport. Individual shit doesn't matter. We won. They didn't. And my team won. And Jair, all he cared about was himself. He didn't even mention the Packers losing. So that's where I'm at. I think a lot of these guys are like Jair. I don't know. I just feel like he's all about himself. So I saw that video before the game. A little bit I'm going to put it on Stefan Diggs. He's coming out of the Packers tunnel. To draw with Jair, like Stefan Diggs, like he's a very lovable guy, but I know he had some like attitude problems when he was on the Vikings, and that might have been part of why they traded. Jair him. said that he started it, like like Jair. Oh, really? It. And the thing is, Max, you made the comment Jair Alexander like allowed zero receptions, or he didn't cover Stefan Diggs once. He he was not in coverage with Stefan at all. And Stefan Diggs had a good game, and if Jair Alexander is our best corner, why aren't we putting them? on the best matchup for the best wide receiver on the other team. That's just LaFleur, LaFleur gave a pretty detailed explanation about that. He said oh, that well, I could um, he said that you can't play man-to-man defense when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen that can run so well. 
Yeah, like, that's fair. That's fair. You if you have, have if you're matching every guy up one to one, you need that. You can't. Josh Allen is bigger, faster, and stronger than half of our linebackers. So it's like if you just have like a, a linebacker spy on Josh Allen, he's still going to be able to burn them. You need to play his own defense because you need to be able to have eyes on him at all times. Otherwise, you're just going to get burned. You can't have four cornerbacks keeping their backs to the quarterback when a guy like Josh Allen's running. But I still, it still leads me to question why Jair wasn't at least shadowing them more. It's weird. That was a very good explanation. And I'm just going to act like I didn't hear that and hold to my previous uh, thought of you should have just covered up. Yeah, Mike, they should make you the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like, hey, uh, why don't we just try tackling the quarterback more often? That's going to be my strategy. They should just make Darnell Savage do tackling drills all week. Did you guys see the highlights of his missed tackle on Josh Allen on that like third and 20? No. Uh-uh. Oh my God. It, it was, I couldn't believe that he was a professional safety. It was, look it up after this. Like look up Darnell Savage missed tackle on Josh Allen. It is the worst thing I've ever seen. He's like, it's like third and 16 at like the, Packers 30 yard line and they need to get a stop to get off the field. Darnell Savage just comes sprinting at Josh Allen. He just moves left a little bit and Darnell Savage like runs through like it's like what are you doing? It was so stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should we do a little recap of the NFL week? Yeah, can we touch on the Falcons-Panthers game? The that Falcons being wild. first in the NFC South with their record of 4-4. Four and four. Did you guys catch, like, the last couple, like, literally two minutes of that game? DJ Walker's throw was, like, literally they were saying it, it might be one of the best of all time. The one he Yeah, that's what, that's what uh, uh, Mahomes said on Twitter, I want to say. Like, 70 air yards? I believe it. I believe it. It was, it was a hell of a chuck. But the best show of all time was Rodgers against the uh, Cardinals in the playoffs. Easily. Oh, okay. But Easily. DJ Moore. So, so DJ Moore goes down the field, makes that beautiful touchdown with, I don't know, where there are like 10 seconds left or something in the game. Decides to freaking take his helmet off, gets a 15-yard penalty, mix the ex- miss the extra point, go to OT, and the Falcons outlast it. Oh. Yeah, that was... Definitely a pretty good Moore. Also, that kicker, he missed that 48-yarder extra point to win, and then he missed a 33-yarder in overtime. Yeah. So the kicker, Pinheiro, should be on the hot seat. Pinheiro, was he uh, Was he the double-doink guy on the Bears in the playoffs? That sounds he, familiar. He, he could have been Mr. Double-doink, if I, don't, or if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Brutal loss for the Panthers, even though honestly they're look things are looking up for them. PJ Walker's honestly looked really good. Their offense since McCaffrey left for some reason has been potent as fuck. This week, Deontay Foreman had a, like 150 yards and three touchdowns. Their their backup run the, that was the backup to uh, McCaffrey. He's absolutely going off. He had like over 100 last week too. Um, you know the receivers are starting to step up, which is it's just weird because like McCaffrey you would think was their best player, and now their offense is kind of rolling. It's like the Panthers, I think it's pretty safe to say they're not going to be a playoff contender, but they're scrappy. I feel like they can edge out a couple wins. They're almost the- first in their division. If they would have won, they would have been first in their division. That would have been awesome to have a 
three and five team first place in the division or whatever, whatever their record is, three and four, they would have been. Would have been nuts. Oh my gosh. Uh, another one that we could touch on. Buccaneers. I'd like to wait, wait really quick. I'd like to say something. Okay. All right. Okay. Are you gonna, are um, gonna say it or are we gonna have to cut it off? That's I would okay. say one team that is starting to scare me a little bit. And I don't mean like scare like as in right now, but I mean scare as like in the next coming years are the Bears. You want to touch the Bears, on the Cowboys game? The Bears, yes. The Bears, again, they got killed. By I agree, Cowboys, Max. But they have put up 30 points back-to-back weeks now. They destroyed New England last week in New England. They destroy. They, they put up a lot of points against the Bears. And what scares me is I always thought Justin Fields was going to be good when they drafted him. But they're finally starting to play to his strengths. And as a bear, if I was a Bears fan, I fucking hate the Bears. But I, if I was a Bears fan, I'd be pretty damn excited about what's going on offensively for the Bears. They haven't seen this type of offense in three years, and that's no joke. <clears throat> I got a few things to say about that, Max. I I was gonna bring that up. I 100% agree with you. They just traded Roquan Smith for some more draft picks. I'm pretty sure they have nine draft picks next year. They Such have- a good trade. Such a good trade. Uh, they have so many draft picks for next year. They also have like the most cap space of any team. I think I saw it was over $200 million of cap space for next year. So they have the ability to sign, you know, because obviously they have no receivers. They're going to, you know, sign some receivers, beef up that line. Their running backs, you know, they have Khalil Herbert, who's looked amazing. David Montgomery is a good running back. Fields is finally starting to come into his own, um, you know. He's putting up the numbers. Yeah, they're not really winning because they don't have a lot to surround him. But Fields is starting to look good, which is scary for for our division. And I'm telling you, like, I feel like it's going to be a pretty damn quick rebuild for the Bears because, like, they'll get a couple, like, first-round draft picks. They might draft, like, a stud receiver or, like, they'll make draft a couple stud defenders. And next thing you know, or they might go out and trade for a receiver. Like, look at the Dolphins. Like, everybody thought – Tua was going to be terrible. Tua's and then they trade, so they trade for Tyree Kill, and Tua is, like, unbelievable. Like, if the Bears added a guy like a Devontae Adams or, like, a big name, like a DeAndre Hopkins or something, I think the Bears offense, they already got a great running back. That Montgomery kid is pretty damn good. Yeah, and if Herbert, they, Herbert looks like the literal best running back, like the best backup, and he would be, like, a good starter on a lot of teams, too. Yeah. I just, I just think that they're in a position that they could start taking off in the next year or two. I'm going to slightly disagree with you two on them trying to beef up their offense. <laughs> their weakest point right now is the defense. You, you gave up. Oh, they have the worst receivers in the league, Mike. It's not even close. They have no one. Well, yeah, you can, you can score 50 points a game, but if you're giving up like seven touchdowns That's like true. they did this past <laughs> week against the Cowboys, it's going to be tough to win any That's game. true. <laughs> like their run defense and pass defense is they're probably in the bottom third for all NFL teams. You know what's weird about that though, Mike, to to say like you're hundred percent right, but I also say the Bears defense is actually it hasn't been something that they've been like, wow, this is the like clearly one of the worst defenses in football. Like I mean, now they're trading away Rokon Smith and they're clearly selling some of their assets on defense, but at the beginning of the year, they were like a top 15 defense, which is not. All right. Great. Um, but it's one of the mill. 
So for their defensive rankings, oh, that's 2016. Why the hell? <laughs> 2016 article. Yeah, Brad Urlacher, the best Bears defensive uh, position. That's what you get for going on Microsoft Bing, boys. <laughs> Bing? You use Bing? My laptop is a Microsoft, so it like, defaults to fucking Bing. <laughs> Does anybody still use Bing? I think I used it once when I was like a fifth. I used to use it all the time just because I felt cool, not not uh not being a google guy yeah. i thought bing was really cool when it first came out <clears throat> in grade school going to the computer labs just to bing things and i'm like oh look at that yeah Friends. all right defense let's see where the bears rank among defense so they're giving up 6.8 yards per attempt on passing um nine interceptions which is honestly in the upper that's not bad nine nine interceptions is top the, the highest is 11 um seven passing tds that can't be right what about points allowed per game i mean you just gave up 49 to the cowboys which are a great the great team boring but i, wish I think I the cowboys came out to like uh yeah, 21-7 or 21-0 lead. I think they scored. They had four consecutive drives that resulted in touchdowns. I, I don't care what team you are. That's just not great defense. Yeah. Uh, if they're looking like the Martin Luther Spartans defense, Mike, in our time. <laughs> oh, God. Every handoff, we'd allow like a 60-yard game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It hurts to laugh. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, they are not <coughs> in the top 20. The Bears defense. Do you guys want to cover any other games that were going on? I know Mr. Unlimited got his dub in London. That was a pretty sloppy, boring game. All right, before we move on, Bears are ranked 29th defense overall. Ah. 60.3 grade. Uh, yeah, 29th ranked, so third worst. It's pretty bad. Uh, I'd like to say one team that I – just continue to be impressed with. I think the best coach in the league, and I don't think it's close, the Titans. <clears throat> Mike Vrabel is he's not the best coach, but I, I think I, he's a, a bad amazing take. coach. What? It's not a bad take. I think he's an amazing coach. The Titans always are playing to their strengths. They're always a relevant team. Even when you think that they're down, they're still really tough to beat. They lose A.J. Brown, and they're still just playing to their strengths and feeding another one of my good takes. Um, the beast, Derrick Henry, the best running back in the league. Yeah. The Titans. Just, I, I think I have two. If we're going to talk best coaches in the league, I have two other arguments for that. Um, Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. Sure. To do what he's done with them, 7-0. and I mean, he's no been there two no years, No one though. thought that. No one thought that. You gotta, you gotta make an argument for him being the best coach right now. Him or Brian Dable. Uh, but they're only. They, I mean, I, I maybe are you talking like right now because they clearly haven't had long enough ten years to prove themselves. Yeah, you know no, I mean? I, like, I'd say right now, like you can make an argument for Nick Sirianni. Brian, De, Brian Dable's been a head coach for six weeks. <laughs> I mean, he's out to a good start, but we can't call yeah. him the best coach in the league. I guess I was more so going for right now. But I see what you're saying. 
Back to your um, Titans, though. Can we touch on that for a second? Yeah. So I think the Titans are always <clears throat> going to be the AFC South fraud kings. I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to win the division. You realize they have the Colts, the Jags, and the Texans in their division. They make the playoffs every year, and then they lose, like, in the first round. Yes, Derrick Henry is awesome. Ryan Tannehill can have his streaks of looking like a very decent quarterback, but I just can't ever see them being a Super Bowl contender. They're fun to watch, Derrick Henry. It's always fun to watch Derrick Henry and track their Cito season, but... I think they're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. I think if they got, like, a top-tier quarterback in there, like, uh, even, like, if they drafted a really good quarterback... I don't think Malik Willis is the answer, but maybe he could be. But they draft, even if they got a guy like Justin Herbert or Tua or something like that, like a guy that they drafted that's just a dog, they could end up being a contender. Yeah, but you are right. With, that's with, right. The puzzle, with the puzzle pieces that they have, the fact that they can win their division every year and have a winning record, like not every NFL team can put the pieces that they have together to win the division year in and year out. So I'll give you I that. Think they, I think he's just, I think that Vrabel is just a master at playing to your strengths. Like, sure. Like, like the Packers should, if the, I'm telling you that the Packers would have played like they did against the Bills the last three weeks. I, I'm almost 95% sure we go 3-0. and mm-hmm. Aaron Jones is our strength. Derrick Henry is the Titan strength. They give mm-hmm. him the ball 30 times a game. Look at what happened when we gave Aaron Jones 25 touches. Like, it's not brain surgery, dude. He's our playmaker. Get him the ball. It's not Rodgers anymore. It's Aaron Jones. Get him the ball. It's not that fucking hard. <clears throat> yeah. But our, our run game, it's, some, it's very promising. It's very promising. You have to think, though, the Packers got to go 7-9, and nine, right? They got to go 7-9 and nine the rest of the way. They can, they only, can only lose two more games. Who? Oh. The Packers. Yikes. They got to go 7-9 and nine to have a chance. And I mean, it's doable. I mean, can somebody pull up our schedule? There's 17 games in the year. That doesn't add up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, they got to go five. No, wait. How many? So they would have. They're three and five. Eight. How does that only lead to two more losses? <laughs> that would put us at seven losses. <laughs> yeah, 10 and seven. All right. Well, you said seven and nine, the Packers. You said seven and nine with oh. two more losses, and that would. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant we we can only afford two more losses, so we have to go seven and two the rest of the way. Ah, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. So seven and two to go ten and seven. I want to get a graphic of this in live time to see how like the math worked out on this equation. <laughs> you have to think we have to win out on our divisional games. We play the Lions twice, we play the Bears, we play the Vikings. We have to win out there. Then we got, who else do we have here? We got the Lions next week. That you would hope would be a win. If we don't beat the Lions. We got to beat the, the Cowboys. At, the Cowboys at home is going to be a must win. We'll have to win that game. That's week 10. The Titans at home, you got to win that game too. And then that leaves you the ability to lose in Philadelphia. And then you got the Bears on the road. You got to beat them. And then you got 
the Rams at home. So it's like you got to beat all those teams, and then you got the Dolphins on the road. So that's going to be a tough game too. So, I mean, if you allow losses, two road losses to the Eagles and Dolphins the rest of the way, you got to win the rest of them. I don't think you get in at eight, nine, and eight. I think you have to go at least 10 and seven to get in. Yeah. Okay. Any other games you want to touch on? I have uh, one more that I wanted to just say. Yeah. I don't have to say much about it. Megalodon. <laughs> yes, dude. Dude, <coughs> go, go ahead. Let me hear your thoughts on the Buccaneers, box. man. This game was almost that a man, week. Brady just looks. He looks washed. I mean, he's getting divorced. He's just a train wreck right now. Buccaneers are a train wreck. I'm going to say watch out for the Bucs. Todd Brady doesn't have to deal with the ins and outs of Giselle anymore. He just gets to focus on football and his he's kids. A new man, focus on his kids and football. There was no women, cake. just straight up football and kids <laughs> and family. But I mean, what, if, what, if, what if he absolutely just starts lighting it up and his receivers start catching balls. And... I mean, I could see that happening. So Tom Brady, I, what, 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 what I'm, playoffs and somehow win it all this year. That'd be what I'm going to say about the Buccaneers is that to everybody who always says, like, just keep everybody back together, resign everybody, like bring them back, run it back all the time. Like that strategy doesn't always work. Like sometimes mixing it up and letting guys walk and bringing on new guys is good thing for teams. The Buccaneers are a classic example. Over the last three years, they just wanted to keep it all together. Ever since their Super Bowl, like keep it all together, keep it all together, keep it all together. And now they got like the same team with a bunch of guys that are old and underperforming and look like shit. Leonard Fournette looks like shit. Tom Brady looks like shit. Mike Evans looks like shit. Chris Godwin looks like shit. Everybody looks horrible. Their offensive line is terrible. Their defense is underperforming. I mean, they're a mess. I don't even know where you they're way they're in a much worse spot than the Packers are, in my opinion. I because they, they got everybody healthy. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, we Leonard, have, we have no receivers three, to begin with. He's averaging 3.4 yards a carry this year, Leonard. Dude, they got Godwin's Chris Evans. They got Godwin and Chris Evans. Or Chris Evans. Mike, Mike. Evans. They got they got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans all on the same on the same team. The Packers don't have anybody at receiver. We had Lazard out. And we still put up a fight against the Bills. The Buccaneers are getting blown out with a full healthy team against the fucking Carolina Panthers. Yeah. So they're, they got the problem. I don't necessarily agree with that take, Max, of keeping the same guys together take. So with that logic, if we kept Devontae Adams, the Packers would be in a worse situation than they are now. No, I'm I'm just saying like when guys like Devonte Adams was not a free agent, so like oh when the Buccaneers won their Super Bowl and like they had like a bunch of free agents instead of like letting guys walk and like bringing on new guys, they resigned everybody, which it's not always a bad thing. But I'm just saying that sometimes that doesn't always work out in your benefit. Now you got a bunch of guys that are still stuck in this like Super Bowl playoff fantasy land, and they're just wildly underperforming. Devonte Adams, we tried to keep him. We we paid. We offered him more money than the Raiders did. Okay. We just he just probably hated Rogers. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> new man, new man. Never uh, know. Maybe he's gonna bounce back. We'll see. We'll see. 
this week. I couldn't. I was hiking ten miles during that game, so I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers game. Yeah, not a not a great one. But the fact that AJ Brown three touchdowns in the first half. Um. Yeah, just. <laughs> I, I think if Fitzpatrick getting just absolutely wrecked. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a sad game. I remember watching a little bit of the first half of that Eagles Steelers game. And where was it? Uh, what? Which Brown was it? Was it Antonio or Julio or Joe? AJ? I don't even know. What's that? You talking about the Eagles? Yeah, AJ Brown. AJ Brown with his three touchdowns in the first half. That was just disrespectful to the Steelers. Yeah, he was mossing everyone. <laughs> All right, Max, you wanted to uh, pivot. Yeah, I mean, let's just touch briefly on the NBA. Um, I mean, not – the Bucks are really good. I mean, I don't – the Bucks are unstoppable. They don't even have Giannis. Middleton or Connaughton. <gasps> yeah, Giannis is playing. Fuck, 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 fuck. Breaking groin, huge breaking groin. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go to Twitter. Hold on. <laughs> the Bears just got fucking Chase Claypool. Ooh. Oh, you heard it here. Why didn't the Packers get him? No, fuck. Wow. Hold on, I'm getting a breaking groin from Andrew Edwards. You want to say something about this trade? Come here. Oh, come I'm, say something. Oh, well, well, no, I'm still in my pajamas. But... That's okay. I mean, we're all in shit clothes. What do you have to say? Uh, no, I don't want to be on camera. Okay, then. What do you have to say? Uh, was not expecting the Bears to trade for a receiver after all that draft capital, though. But yeah, that I mean, is insane. And fuck, I the Packers. I mean, he clearly was on the trade block. Why didn't the Packers get him? For the Packers. Fuck. <laughs> no. Oh, that's so frustrating. Who called you with that news, Ty? Ah, I was getting a call from Schefter. Oh, he's like, I sent in the voicemail and. <laughs> he just ended up texting me. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that's right. A second round pick. Why didn't the Packers trade for him? A second round pick is worth it. He's 24, he's six foot five. I mean, <sighs> oh, you hate to see it. Max is just out in a depressed state right now. Um, Thank you, Brian. But yeah, the Bucks, six and oh. As in the Milwaukee, Giannis is doing great. There was an interview he had, I think a couple days ago, where the reporter said something in the manner of, Giannis, you've been scoring so many points. Your last four-game stretch has been the most points you've ever scored in your entire career. And Giannis's reaction was, really? Oh, damn, I'm owning everyone or something to that nature. It was awesome. It's awesome. I love, love Giannis. National but, treasure. Yeah, and he we was training last right weekend. And huh? he was, I think he was wearing like a Paw Patrol costume or yep. something. <laughs> it was awesome. I'm trick or treating with some random kids in Mequon. <laughs> you know, not having Middleton and Connaughton. Like, and the fact that we're freaking undefeated is insane. I love that, man. I maybe we'll have to turn into a, a basketball podcast after the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Packers NFL season doesn't turn well, around. This is what we do. We talk about what's relevant. I'm the intellectual idiot. And we give our groundbreaking takes. 
Tyler, that's Listen, some. I always have the, you know, I got the inside scoop with all my with Woj and Schefter, so you know, yes. you should be following us if you want the breaking news. Yeah, we're they gonna, got Ty on speed dial. We're 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 gonna we're getting close to wrapping this thing up, but yeah. I will say this: the last thing I'm gonna say. Why did anybody think that the Packers are gonna make a move at the deadline? They never do. So why would they, they, this is the Packers? This is what we've seen from them for years after year after year after year. They never do anything at the deadline. We literally they're so they're the most entitled team in the entire world. They have and no balls. Mark Murphy is the biggest clown on the face of the earth. The comments that he made about Rogers too, like about 20, in 2020, 2021, like were just weird. Well, like when we were trying to get him back. I'm frustrated I, as hell. This I don't week, think that the Packers are going to make a move. I really don't. And if they, they don't, like if the season is just all is lost. Um, we and guess just, what? Guess what? Get used to this too. They'll make, they won't make a move. And guess what? Gutenkiss won't go anywhere because that's not the Packer way. Gutenkiss will be there for another 10 years not making moves. I can promise you that. It'll oh. be another 10 years of defensive draft picks and not making moves at the deadline and not trading for anybody to help your team. That's what the Packers are known for. They'd rather develop a, a fourth round pick and have every wide receiver be a Donald Driver project than, than trade for anybody good. Yep, it's, it's, uh, it's tough, but here we are. Just talking about how the Bears are just killing it. And then they go and get a young receiver who's a stud to boost their offense. And they still have the not, I mean, eight draft picks next year yeah i mean oh, before we get too depressed i think we should probably wrap this thing up anyway go one bucks. thing that i will say on a good note is go bucks the bucks are fucking killing it and the bucks talk talk is going to just keep ramping up here going forward you know bucks are fantastic Giannis is on a different level drew holiday Giannis, and brook lopez are all getting uh and they're getting they're qualified as mvp candidates right now all three of those guys Rick Lopez is an MVP candidate right now, six games into the year. RIP to our game, Max. <laughs> to what? RIP to Wednesday. <laughs> oh, you know, I, 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 I mean, if I, I probably wouldn't even be able to go uh, at all. <laughs> probably wouldn't have been able to go anyway. If I get to, if I test positive, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, boys. I, it was a good episode. Mike, you got any thoughts? What? You got any last thoughts? My last thoughts is uh, if it's a butts for candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. Oh, I hate to hear that. But my last thoughts are Packers country. Let's ride. <laughs> that just made me vomit in my mouth a little bit. but Packers country, let's ride. Don't want to hear that ever again, but <laughs> all right, boys, get up so Cheers. Hot out.